This week, in our series on spiritual disciplines, we make a bit of a turn. In the previous weeks, we, we looked at disciplines that are internal, private, and personal. And uh, tonight, we're going we're gonna to turn to social ones that are external. Specifically tonight, we're going to talk about service. Now, on the surface, this may not seem like an overly spiritual topic, but, but it really is. There's a misconception, I think, about service. Service isn't just about like doing what needs to be done. A lot of, a lot of folks, uh, men, women alike, uh, kind of have this attitude. They see a, a need, and then they go meet the need. And that's fine, but, but it, it, it's, it's more than that. Like That's not nearly the whole picture. And when you think about the work of God, God wouldn't need our help if it was just about getting it done. God can get more done than you can. So let's reframe how we think about service rather than it being about checking things off a to-do list. Service is more like the, the, the potter's wheel onto which you are being shaped into Christ's likeness. Service is, is a place where we can smash the idols of self-importance. And if you really get down to the hard truth of it, you can't live a Christian life, and by that I mean a life of following Christ, without becoming a servant. So I suppose uh, in, in talking about this, a good place to start would be to think about why we don't serve. Well, perhaps the first and most innocent reason is ignorance. We simply don't know that somebody needs our help. But when you start really drilling down into why we don't know, some things may be exposed to us. You know, sometimes it's because the person who needs our help refuses to let us know. And maybe that's a matter of pride, or maybe um, maybe they don't want to, you know, waste your time. But if you discover that that's the case, that somebody has a need, but they haven't been willing to ask for help, it can be really tempting to just, you know, respect their choice. And sometimes you'll have to. But I think it's usually a good idea to, to insist. Maybe you could say it like this. Like, I, I know, but I'd really like to do this. Or, please, I, I think God really wants me to do this. Sometimes we don't know about the needs around us because we're preoccupied. And preoccupation is one of the devil's favorite tactics in preventing kindness because he can use like anything to do it. Bad day, noisy baby, a wobbly shopping cart wheel, uh, a big project at work, text message conversation. All of these can be used to keep yourself inwardly focused and ignorant of the needs of the people around you. It's a subtle way 
that the devil convinces us that we are the most important person in our life. Another tactic, and maybe one that's a bit more overt, is busyness. I think that, um, I think that our lives are busier today than ever. And for many of us, uh, because of the way that we're working, our home life and our work life is sort of blurred a little bit. It gets difficult to separate things. And, you know, maybe, I don't know if this is true, but maybe we might be the busiest people who have ever lived. It doesn't mean that we're the most productive, right? But we try and squeeze something into every single second. We have lots of important things to get done and lots of people counting on us to respond right away. We have to meet our deadlines. We have to make appointments. And, and, and you know, all of those might be fine, all of them may be important, but they can also be blinders or stumbling blocks or excuses to not help the people around us. You know, I'm reminded of a story, um, the Good Samaritan, the story Jesus tells, and, and the Good Samaritan obviously helps this man who's in need, but there were a couple of guys who came before him. There was a priest and there was a Levite, and, you know, presumably they were both busy and probably doing important business. You know, they, they might have even been on their way to um, doing the Lord's work, right? But as Jesus tells a story, they missed out on actually doing the Lord's work on the way to where they were going. And... And I think it's clear from that story that God would have preferred that they stop and help that man than just make it to the temple on time. Maybe the worst reason for not serving is just not caring. It takes maybe a few forms. I think one of the most common is self-righteous judgment. You see somebody in need and you think, well, they made their bed. Now they'll have to lie in it. Or maybe if it's not quite that harsh, maybe it's just, you know, sorry, not my problem. You know, it was Jesus himself who gave us the golden rule. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. I find for myself, at least, that sometimes I'm a little too proud or a little too cynical to apply those words properly in my life. You know, if you catch me on a, on a bad day and you ask me, you know, how would you feel if they treated you like that? I, I might just be self-righteous enough to say, fine, that'd be just fine. So maybe we can take the golden rule a step farther to account for that sort of wickedness. Maybe we could say, do unto others as Christ has done unto you. I mean, can you imagine if Jesus had looked at us and said, I'm too busy, or not my problem. Or 
He's made his bed. Let him lie in it. Jesus would never treat us that way. And it's at this point that we should consider why it is that Jesus says, whatever you've done for the least of these, you've done for me. The confusion of the sheep at the end of that story comes from the fact that Jesus is never hungry or sick or or, or in prison. How can you possibly take your love for him beyond just words and feelings and translate those into real-world actions? You can't feed and clothe Jesus, can you? Well, Spiritual growth is about being shaped more and more into the image of Christ. It's learning from him who we are and what we're meant to be and do. So if, if I want to learn love and humility from Jesus, the road to that is in serving my neighbor freely, generously, and gladly. In fact, when you start to see the world in this way, you'll come to find that the people you serve are not a burden. They're a gift that God has given to you so that you can become more like him. Jesus speaks of himself in this way. He says, The Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. In Philippians, it's written that your attitude, your perspective, should be like Christ Jesus, who, even though he is God, made himself a servant of all. The goal is an increase in humility and love, both for God and for the people that God has surrounded you with. But humility and love have a cost the same cost, in fact. To grow in humility and love, we have to give up our own sense of self-importance. We have to learn to let go of our own rights, our own preferences, and our own plans. Let's get real practical for a minute. We'll need to come to church not thinking about what we're getting out of it, but how we can bless someone else. We'll need to start looking at our homes and families as opportunities to see these people through Jesus' eyes. We'll need to intentionally, possibly painfully, widen our circle of friends to embrace the outsider. We'll need to start thinking about every moment as a divine appointment from God. Every moment It's an opportunity to do something sacred. Because when we feed the hungry and clothe the needy and befriend the friendless, we aren't just meeting a need. We're meeting God. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that when we were outcast, When we were naked and sick and poor, you clothed us and welcomed us in and provided for us. We ask, Lord, that you'll give us hearts like Jesus, hearts that set aside 
what we think is important and embrace what you say is important. Help us in humility to consider other people more highly than ourselves. Help us to take the resources that you've given us and ask the question, how, how, how would God want me to use these? Who can be blessed and loved by what I have to give and do? Lord, we ask that you'll open our eyes and our awareness to see the needs around us. And Lord, I also pray that, and this is harder for some of us, when we have a need, we could be humble enough to ask for help so that other people might get that same experience of love and growth that you desire for them. Thank you. That in the end, you are our all in all, everything we need. All these things we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.